also, you have champagne taste at Taco Bell. Every time I pick up the label, I'm like, oh, that's going to have to move another, you know, half a millimeter to the left. <laughs> does that, does that happen and we don't know it? Oh, absolutely. Says a lot about me. That's why I like to party. Thanks, Mom. I, I feel like I'm the perfect amount of cool for PBR, which isn't very cool. I order a parking lot taco. Okay. Yeah. And oh, I, my God. I eat you a name for it. Listen. <laughs> And I eat it before I leave the parking lot. And when I eat carrots, I actually eat the outside first because there's the, oh, the okay. core of the carrot. That's not where I thought it was I going. Know, I, thought... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know where it was going. Yeah, where <laughs> think it was gonna go. So two things. Listening to that, I, uh, I have two follow-ups to lead us into this, Danny. Mm-hmm. Number one. Um, I recently had a PBR on draft. On draft? On draft. Where did you have a PBR on draft? Uh, one that, of our that's a thing? <laughs> that's <laughs> like getting Natty Light on draft. The only place in town I know that has Natty Light on draft is Dana Gardens. Oh, Natty Light on draft. They don't oh, have yeah. PBR there? I feel, like, no. I feel like Natty Light's way different than PBR. Yes, but I, like it's more just like my comparison of like you never see it on draft. You always just get – because like when I'm in OTR, I'll get 60-ounce PBR tall boys. That makes sense. Every bar has Because PBR is, is – is pretty hipster. Well, they're just like $2. It's economical. You go to the hub and you get a shot for an extra, what, five bucks or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Where's the hub? It's right What's next that? door. It's like next to Goodfellas mm-hmm. downtown. Yeah. Totally. Is yeah. It, it's it, it is downtown, right? Okay. <laughs> We're not getting into this. Um, no, <laughs> no one gets more fired up about the downtown argument than Maggie. That's true. It's true. <laughs> that horse is dead. Yeah. The, the Norwood what? comes out in her. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, my Norwood is showing. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the show, Maggie. Hey, thanks. Um, this is your second time on, right? You were mm-hmm. on our anniversary podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll dive in a little bit more uh, on your story today. Uh, we, we started the show by me saying I had two things. Um, the first one was I had PBR on tap, and I got to play pool in a bar. Where? Uh, in Dayton. Oh, nice. Uh, one of our accounts up there. Uh, Chase and I were up there for a meeting this week. Uh, we played some pool in a bar. I want to. I want to go safe. to a place that has PBR on tap, dude. I'm telling you, uh, I'm the perfect amount so, of cool for it. <laughs> you are, which isn't very cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, full disclosure: they did not have Sonder on tap. We had mm. just kicked the, the keg had just kicked recently. Uh, okay, that makes um, me feel better. And so, be- I was like, "Why were you guys drinking at an establishment that didn't have Sonder?" <laughs> uh, so, so um, does Chase Chad, like PBR? Chad, so Chad sent us there. Confirm or deny, Chad? Can confirm. Does, uh, Chad, does Chase like PBR? Um, I think we were both just kind of. I know he's more of a high life guy, so which we I ha- know you are as well. We asked for high life; um, they did not have it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like PBR or high life is kind of. like... Yeah, you know, I'm here for either one. Yeah, right? it's like a wash. Yeah, um, I'm kind of just like I'm kind of if I'm gonna drink a light beer and it's not gonna be a Voss or one of our loggers, I'd rather do like high life or PBR than Miller Light or Bud Light or Coors Light. I think I don't know why. I'm, no, I'm with you. I mean, I have no answer for why that is. My ch- my choice would be Coors Banquet, but you don't find Coors Banquet very often. You do oh. love Coors Banquet. I love Coors. Banquet. Uh, I'm in love. Fun with Coors fact: Banquet. we had lunch at a place <laughs> mm-hmm. that had Coors Banquet on tap. Oh, it's so good. Um, Just an elite beer. The uh, the gentleman who was hosting us for lunch uh, had uh, so we had some nocturnal because it was on draft. Oh, nice. Um, and he wanted to go to something lighter, so he went to a Coors Banquet. Oh, great choice! Um, and that's a good transition. Actually, I could go. I could do a couple nocturnals. Nocturnal to banquet. Yeah. Okay. I get behind that. Uh, so the second thing I was going to say is that um, I got a text from Jess earlier this week. Oh, it just God. spurned me from the from the intro, um, and she said. Uh, it felt like a parking lot taco day, <laughs> and she took a photo confirming she was still in the parking lot. Eating said taco. She's <laughs> pregnant, so she can do whatever the hell she wants. <laughs> That's right. She actually followed it up with, um, I'm going to raise this baby right starting now, <laughs> which is fantastic. That is amazing. It's so fantastic. Um, so, all right. So, Maggie, we're going to yes. we're gonna dive in um, with you a little bit here today. We've also got Chad uh, on here. Chad is begrudgingly joining the podcast <laughs> despite the fact that he can't watch 
the Masters right now. Yeah, it's BS that I'm not allowed to do both at once. He well, definitely was shooting his shot of asking me if he could watch while yeah. we were recording. And I was like, nope. Yeah. My, favorite thing, my favorite thing is that very, Danny, you were very vehemently against it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought you would have been cool about it, honestly. I mean, I'm glad that you weren't. But, but Chad goes, uh, would it be weird if I watched the Masters while on the podcast? And like before you could even finish the sentence, Danny goes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> which is the well, right what's the right call i listen to part sure, of my take yeah. sometimes and they'll be like recording on a sunday like during sunday night football and we'll like comment on the game i was like i don't care about this content yeah for sure but for sure that's that's we'll, we'll get shadow away from golf for an hour yeah. i really gonna... don't care about that content <laughs> what what content golf, golf or football content. oh i like football golf okay it's fair no golf you don't golf at all you've never golfed or you don't care to golf i don't care to but i go to the range paul likes golfing mm-hmm. yeah Mr. Mr. Rindler Mr. likes Rindler. golf. Yep. So for those that don't know, yeah. Paul is your husband. Paul, Paul Rindler, <laughs> um, the husband. <laughs> uh, so he golfs. You you guys golf together? Never. Mm-mm. He wants to. I would get bored immediately. So why you have no interest in it at all? He told me that he didn't tell me. He said if you go, you can drive the cart and drink all day, okay, and not golf. And I said that sounds like a great day. He's like, but I want you to golf. I'm like. Then, doesn't sound like a great day. <laughs> I, for the record, I would drive Paul's cart and just drink all day Ooh, if, he, I, if yeah. he's taking applicants. I'm going to be honest with you. I, you beat me to the punch. I was going to say something similar. I would like to golf with him. Yeah. But if he gave me the option, like, hey, I really can only, I've got one ticket to play, <laughs> but I need somebody to help me drive the cart and consume some beverages. I am fully aware of my golf game. If you get between three and eight beer, Danny, he's the guy you want in your scramble. Before or after three or eight beers, you do not want Danny. So it's, it's pre-dancing uh, Danny, wet, pre-wedding dancing Danny beers. Yep. Yeah. Because it's eight plus at, at a wedding for you, right? Oh, I'm a riot after eight beers. <laughs> <laughs> at a wedding specifically. That, like, I think eight to 12 beer Danny is, like, elite. <laughs> <laughs> but not on a golf course. No, 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 no. Because, like, I lose all athletic ability after eight. But become a great dancer. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. would argue it three takes to, athleticism to, to dance. No, it just takes a lot no, of beer. No, not what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, because your move, your move, this is where you it, do. This is good radio. It, it's it's, it's, it's the, the, shoulder, radio. It's the shoulder shake. It's the, yeah. it, with, the, with the arms, right? Like, yeah. you're, you're in here. It's very hitch-like. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, oh, you don't need no Paul pizza. along. Paul does this. Yeah, See, even that's too much arm that's for me. That's a shoulder shimmy, though. Well, his arms are so big. <laughs> I, I all, I, it's funny you brought up Hitch. That's just what I always think about. Yeah. You don't need no pizza. It's they a, have food there. It's an elite movie. It's great. It's yeah. great. Except, I except Maggie doesn't like Will Smith. Yeah, Maggie had No, have, I love Will Smith. You just don't like Hitch. I don't like Hitch. Okay. Okay. Mm. I, that's, a bad, that's a bad take, by the way. Paul loves Ava Mendez. Let's go. Real. So that's why you don't like Hitch. Can we just, on record, that's the answer? <laughs> Can you take this out? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You don't like Hitch because of that. Just say it. You've already told the, the three of us. You can say it on air. It's fine. Oh, We're in just a safe to space. everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> the eight people that listen to this podcast? That's right. That's right. No one else. I make gonna... Paul watch yeah, like Paul... Black Panther. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's awesome. So um, you are director of HR. HR director is your title. Yeah. Um, amongst uh, basically, I don't know, corraler of all of the shenanigans, essentially. I feel like I'm hurting cats a lot. Yeah. Well, welcome to Sonder Brewing. Hey, thank mm. you. We're thank drunk you. cats, though. <laughs> <laughs> is that better? Yeah, in my opinion. <laughs> so it's like a bunch of catnip yeah. around the cats. <laughs> well, it took us, uh, I don't know, what are we, I'm going to guess we're 12 minutes in right now? Nine. Nine minutes in for you to talk about your love of cats without even <laughs> without even actually saying it. You just had to mention well, it. I just came on here and said cat. That would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. As opposed to talking about hurting the cats. Yes. Um, Chad's a big cat guy over there. I can't stand cats. <laughs> <laughs> you stick they're, to your golf, I'll stick to the cats. They're way, oh, they're way too arrogant. That's good. I'm like indifferent. I like cats and dogs. I don't really prefer one or the other. I Gr- conveniently I grew up with both. I conveniently developed a uh, aller- an allergy to cats. Mm. How about that? Late in life, <laughs> so we can't ha- we can't have. You cats. probably just made that up. No, it's real. So no, that's you, interesting. Did you have that's a reaction on Thursday at all? I did actually. I talked to Paul about it. <laughs> Paul or Todd? So, yeah, that's <laughs> both. That's convenient. The three of us You're that. allergic to cats because you hate them. I'm just allergic to assholes. <laughs> <Weird>. <laughs> same. Cats are one of the same. Cats are assholes. <laughs> 
spot the lie. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say that earlier. I'm going to start stealing that. That's a good That's line. Good. I I'll, all of the like hipster hip cool comments I pick up from Danny. Yeah, I think you give me credit for them too, and I've come up with zero of them. <laughs> hey, take it. Just roll I just, with I it. Just get them from other places. Yeah, listen, I know who I am. I'm, I'm a good recycler of jokes. <laughs> um, I said I love this journey for us the other day to one of my best friends. Thank you. She's. Thank you. It's from Shit's Creek, and she's never seen it. Yes. So she thought that I came up with it. Take it. Oh, yeah, you Take roll it. with that. Run with yeah. it. You own that. Run with she it. She ended up looking it up. Mm. There's a lot of people who think that I came up with that because they've never seen Shit's Creek, and they're just friends yeah. with me. No, I got it from Alexis. Yeah. I have no qualms with that. None. Um, all right, so so you've been, so Maggie, you've been with us since when? September? September of September, last year? September, yeah. Okay. Wow, what a time to come aboard, huh? I know, right? Um, it's only been that long. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I guess a lot of shit's happened since September. But it seems like a lot longer. It's yeah. crazy. Well, yeah. I've talked about that, too. I've been here, like, a little over two years, and, like, sometimes it feel like, feels like it's been ten, mm-hmm. and other times it feels like I was at Acosta yesterday. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you, in fairness to you, you've been a part of the journey since before you were ever even here being friends with me. Yeah, it was in the works. Yep. Yeah. And then, I mean, you, you volunteered. I was here on opening day. Yeah, yeah. opening day. So. And I came on like four months after we opened. Yeah, yeah. We so stapled that's... carpet to the bottom of picnic tables. Yeah. Was Danny doing that with us? I think so. Because we think... had fire pit up here. Yeah, oh, I think I was yeah. here for that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild to think about. <laughs> now all of said carpet has fallen off of all of right. the tables. We didn't staple it well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm curious to get your perspective um, is this, is this, this meaning Sonder, uh, obviously not the job that you have to do because mm-hmm. I think, you know, in a lot of ways it was like, from my perspective, it was a really cool God thing to have you come on board when you did, because going into COVID and everything you had to deal with, A, there's no way I could have ever done it. Mm-hmm. Um, and B, um, your experience from just the the human resources side and dealing with some of the things you've dealt with in the past, I think has made the transition to where we are today a little smoother uh, than what we would have had to go through as a company with somebody um, that didn't have that experience. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And you know, we, so you were a part of the company for our first uh, team member positive test for COVID and Mm -hmm. trying to deal with all of us working from home and, how do we go through the process of quarantining and, and all of these things, right? That everybody, um, you know, unfortunately, everybody, no matter what your industry in, it, it, your industry is, has had to go through. Yeah, yeah it affected everyone. It, for sure. Um, fortunately, you know, I'm, I'm of the belief that, that having somebody with Maggie's experience has made that, certainly for me, a little easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just curious to get your perspective as a company um, is it different than what you were expecting, good or bad? or As you know? a whole or just around COVID? Y- yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I was a nervous wreck coming into this. I think mm. I've told you this before. I was just like so afraid to fail, and I don't know why. And Paul, the hype man that he is, was just telling me to like roll with it. Yeah. And it's been better for me, obviously. I think I was just in my head about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I do it's appreciate it. to do. Yeah. For sure. And I appreciate that you and then I feel like other people trust my opinion. For sure. And if they don't, they question it and we talk about it. And I appreciate that too. Like if you don't like or understand what I'm doing or why I'm doing it that way, question me. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that because I have had a lot of experience in a lot of corporate roles in HR and I've seen a lot of stuff <laughs> So I think I have learned the balance of how to deal with certain things. COVID was obviously a wrench in everyone's lives. Do you Um, think that, do you think COVID, um, how how did that, in your eyes, how did that change uh, your role from what you were anticipating, if at all? And or, I guess the bigger question, and there's a reason I'm asking this, but I want to get your opinion first. Going through all of that as a company and you kind of leading the charge with that, um, do you feel like that um, kind of ingrained you in the company quicker than maybe otherwise would have been or no? I would say, to 
to be completely honest, coming on, because I dealt with it a lot at my last company, at, I thought I was already going to come in dealing with it. Sure. So I think when nothing happened until our first one, I was like, oh, Oh, I actually have to do this again. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's kind of like we did I mean, get we did get, we did get insanely lucky. Like yeah, I, like for our, sure. Our COVID problems were very minimal. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. They were they were very minimal. Yeah. yeah. However, Which however, is a testament to you know how we operate and what mm-hmm. our protocols were from yeah. Maggie and whatnot. Absolutely, and yeah. we never had. By the way, we never had any front of house outbreaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, we. I mean, yeah. Fortunately, knock on wood. I mean, I know we're still coming kind of coming out of the pandemic, so mm-hmm. to speak. But luckily, a lot of us are you know fully vaccinated gotten one or you know scheduled so yeah. you know we're we're kind of seeing that here in you know six to eight weeks like we should be pretty good yeah yeah, yeah got you know god willing I, yeah. you know I, it's it's interesting you, you bring that up like kind of when you started you thought that you would have had to deal with it sooner or whatever mm-hmm. however that looks it's funny to think you know we went through our entire interview process for your position mm-hmm. ultimately you being the hire we went through i mean we talked about it today what i mean you had Several interviews um, that were all via phone first, and then and then when you had your final interview here on site, I mean, we were masked up. Mm-hmm. You, your first day you started here, I think if I would have passed you on the street before you started, I wouldn't even have known you were the person we hired because we're wearing masks, and our entire first interview was in the beer garden outside with masks, and mm-hmm. it's just crazy mm-hmm. to think about that 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 span. Of, you know, really from our first conversation to you being hired probably six weeks. Well, that's what's weird about it still because I feel like we were talking about this maybe on Thursday or something like that. If I come across a bartender that I don't see often, they have no idea who I am. Right. Mm -hmm. Which sucks. Yeah, that's tough. I like I remember I had seen Tim specifically a couple of times without a mask on, just like from a distance. And then I came in one day to drink with Paul. With a mask on, and he came up to me an hour later. He's like, "It took me an hour to figure out who you were." <laughs> that's crazy, right? Like, Isn't that crazy to I think know. about? And that's yeah. just that's just kind of the environment and the, yeah. and the weird space of a. We were all working from home for almost twelve weeks, as much as we could. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah as much as our jobs allowed us to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoom meetings and everything else, yeah. and and so you weren't here all that much either. Mm-hmm. And then when you were, you had a mask on. Um, so, so how has that been for you coming in? You know, I I am of the belief that, uh, when, when you came into the organization, so we were quite, quite honestly, quite candidly, when we were doing the interviewing for this position in late July into August and, and ultimately into September when you were hired, the way that things were seeming to be trending was, okay, you know, there was this fear of the looming winter, but mm-hmm. also it feels like things are trending in the right direction. And then it was this massive spike and everybody's at home and all this stuff happened. And ultimately, you know, I can speak from my own experience. I leaned very heavily on you uh, to kind of lead the charge with where we were. From my perspective, um, as a member of our leadership team and as um, somebody that, that supports me very closely, I felt like it that gave the rest of the organization the opportunity to see your leadership ability and your ability in your position. So for me, I think that, um, you know, kind of making lemonade out of the lemons of what we were dealt for Mm -hmm. 16 weeks, I felt like the one very positive piece was you were quickly ingrained into the culture of our company. Mm -hmm. So, so is the, how was it for you now looking back versus the interview process and now where we are? And obviously we talk about the Sonder family all the time. How is the culture, from your perspective, different or the same or, or from what you were per- perceiving it to be? I don't think it's different. I think... You had some pretty good insight from Wayne. Yeah. Right. So, I know Wayne. I knew Jess. I ended up going to an event at Brown Dog, mm-hmm. like, the day that yeah, I the, had a phone oh. interview with Liz mm-hmm. <laughs> and met Haley and I think Chase and Daniel, like I met a ton of people there. Mm-hmm. I just didn't realize that all of them worked here. <laughs> <laughs> so then I walked up on my first day when we walked up here, I was like, oh, I I've know. Met you. <laughs> I've met you. I've met you. But like um, Wizard of Oz, like yeah. <laughs> Dorothy and Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Right. You were there. Um, but I don't think it's different. I definitely 
was expecting, obviously, from what Wayne was saying, was the family culture, and I feel that. And it's very, I feel like it happened very fast. I would agree, quick. yeah. I'm, I, I don't know. I think it's, for me, I, I've also said this to people, and I think I said it on the last podcast, I push myself on people like I want to be your friend. <laughs> it almost comes off like creepy. a cat? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Chad's like a pit bull. He's like, are we going to be friends or not? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Can I go watch golf? All right. No. Nope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, I am like a cat. <laughs> and the friend acts. <laughs> no, I, I, would, I would agree with you. Um, I think. And then quickly after you started, we had our leadership retreat, mm-hmm. um, which certainly helped. And, and you know, in, in the spirit of full transparency – Transparency to our listeners. Um, I'm going to re-say that because I said transparency. Yeah, you can start that one over. In the spirit of full transparency to our listeners, I mean, I kind of tasked you with a lot right away mm-hmm. of, hey, we, we kind of need to set some policies in place and do some things that we've grown really quickly. Um, and, and um, you know, my wife, Liz, did a great job mm-hmm. of maintaining as best she could mm-hmm. with everything that was going on. Um, but we had just, you know, she was taking on her position into a new career. Yeah. And, and and we just didn't have the time and the bandwidth to be able to get to where we needed to be. So you kind of came on and were tasked with a lot. And I feel like took that on really quickly and well. And, and, and when that leadership retreat happened and you kind of took the reins on some of that stuff, I feel like it was, it, it allowed for you to be a part of, that family culture really quickly. Mm-hmm. The thing that I enjoy about, you know, Maggie being part of the family is that you kind of talked about it a little bit where like you, you push your experience on people. Like I think that you pick and choose your battles, right? Mm-hmm. When you're adamant about something, I can tell it. I'm like, all right, that's what we're doing. Love it. Let's do it. <laughs> but then there's things that you're like, Hey, this is my opinion. This is what I think we can do. Like we had a conversation today. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, this is what I think we should do. And I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. I think I would go in like a slightly different direction. You also take that with just as much stride, which I think is something that we all kind of do. Like we all kind of pick and choose our battles here at work and you kind of have to, right? I definitely agree. You know, we have said frequently and we talk about on the podcast and we've talked about it in internal meetings, but you know, you guys hear me say all the time, like this isn't a hill I'm willing to die on. Right. Right. Or, or, Or it is. Yeah. Um, and I completely agree. I think that is a certain part of our culture that, is something that we've all been able to adapt upon um, that Maggie has jumped right in on. It's all about trust, right? That's right. Like, hey, like, I trust your skill set, who you are, your opinion. If you feel strongly about this, I support you. That's right. But if we're trying to have a conversation where a lot of people's opinions need to come into play, we're also able to have that conversation, which is great. I love that about who we are and kind of where we're going as we get more people into this building. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um. So, so on that piece, um, on that note, um, how do you see uh, your role adapting as we grow? Oh, Lord. So, after our meeting today, <laughs> which we talked about pandas and koalas. We did. We did. Um, and you guys had, f- like, the spaciest meeting of all time today. Well, what's <laughs> from wild, what I can tell. What's <laughs> wild is this, just that I didn't know that koalas were aggressive. I had are no they? idea. Mm-hmm. During the two hours that they're awake every day? <laughs> they are. They're very mean. Apparently, Apparently, they will be sassy. Yeah, how word. do you feel when you're woken up from a nap unexpectedly? I mean, not awesome, but like, do they get unexpectedly get woken up from 22-hour naps? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think they probably just, they're probably just hangry because they want to eat. They haven't eaten in 22 hours. <laughs> right. Hold I on. relate to that. So same. <laughs> yes. Hold on. Can we talk about something unbelievable that you knew the exact amount of hours per day on average that a koala sleeps? Again, I why do you have so many weird koala facts? That I don't you know. know. It was just that's one. The, that, yeah, I was to say that's the only koala fact <laughs> I know. But I had it spot on, and I don't know why. It had to have been something like pop culture, see, maybe on TikTok. Who knows? I learned a lot from TikTok. Yeah. Who doesn't? Oh, nothing. Man. Nothing useful. You're, you're going on Jeopardy and just hoping one of the categories is koalas. <laughs> right. You will know one answer. Yeah. All right. I, made, I might have picked it up from the zoo. I took the kids to the zoo a lot um, when I was a counselor. So, Maggie, going from corporate to very non-corporate, mm-hmm. um, I think we're... What do you mean? Well... <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, that, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Uh, and you, you joke about, like, hurting cats. Um, I don't really think she was joking. I feel like that's how she feels about her job <laughs> most no, that's days. just a fact. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's fair. And, I mean, there's a lot going on here, but we have a lot of fun as well. Yes, of course. Um, do you ever take offense to the the jokes that we make about oh, oh my god got a got a hr's here we can't make this joke or, or <laughs> yeah. anything like that right that, we do we do drop those because a lot. It, because in corporate world that's a real thing yes. right that drives me absolutely bonkers <laughs> and you know that drives me bonkers but everyone does it because they know that it drives yes. you crazy and none yeah. of us actually think of you yeah. as hr right no and to kind of like piggyback up on that piggyback yeah. up i don't yeah, think piggy that's up. how that goes Ooh, piggyback up <laughs> piggyback, piggyback up, up. <laughs> <laughs> um corporate world is definitely different. It is kind of like herding cats here, but it's only because there are so many moving pieces. And like we were talking about earlier, it's a, a change because HR hasn't always been present. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Liz was definitely here doing what she could do, but not a full time presence. So it's definitely a little different of trying to like, I don't want to say push my things on people, but Trying to just get everyone rallied around certain things. Add some structure. Yeah. That's right. Structure, policies, processes. And I like being challenged. Mm. Danny, like you were saying, I like being challenged. If that's not what we want to do, let's not do it. Like, let's try to figure out a. If you like challenges, you've come to the right place. (laughs) Let's figure out a way that it works for all of us. And like, all four of us in separate occasions, not all at once, have like had this conversation of like, we're all doing. All four of our roles, we don't have any experience in. We have That's some right. experience, but, like, we didn't come from, like, none of mm-hmm. us are doing the same exact thing that we were doing prior, right? That's right. We all brought skill sets and, you know, experience with us, but we're all learning on the fly. Yeah. And But it's nice to, like, have that environment of everyone's kind of doing that, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of give people some grace, and, you know, you live and you learn, and you just don't make the same mistake twice. I think the big thing, though, is that, you know, we were able to, you know, Liz was amazing, and we loved having her. We're so happy that she found the career and life that, you know, she wanted and what she was dreaming of. Um, but it's nice moving forward knowing that Maggie's going to build out her team, and we're going to be able to grow the right way. Mm-hmm. We're, like, right. we're kind of getting away with, you know, kind of just running by the seat of our pants, not just from an HR accounting standpoint, from, like, in every department in this building standpoint, but, like, as we build more structure here, like, you and your team are going to be incredibly important to all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and I think there's a difference, and we knew this when we brought Maggie on, right? Liz's background was accounting and CPA, Mm -hmm. and that job was kind of dual-purposed, and, um, what we really wanted when we were searching for this position was somebody to be able to take, as our company grows from 15 to 20 employees or team members to 50 to 100 in two years, we needed somebody that had that experience. Right. And <clears throat> I think that's the cool part about what we're doing today as we, as we do grow back to the trajectory of pre-pandemic mm-hmm. is I think – Certainly, I hope everybody in this company, I know for myself, there's so much confidence in what we're doing as an organization from a personnel standpoint because I believe in trust in your background and and having you lockstep with the vision of the company. Um, It's been really cool to see, honestly. I would say from my perspective, you talked about the family aspect happening really quick for you. Um, Quite honestly, I wasn't sure what to expect. I think it's a a really big testimony to this company that we had been around for almost two years as a small business, as a, a family, and you were able to kind of come in and, and become a part of that really quickly without it, hopefully, you know, from what I see, and hopefully you would agree with this, without it feeling like you were, for a lack of better terms, out of the click, mm-hmm. right? And and that's a, that's certainly a risk. And it's, yeah. a, it's a risk for all of us um, in this company as each department grows, um, Being you know. HR is definitely the biggest part of that risk. For but sure. I feel like, yes, when people say we can't say things because HR is here, it drives me <laughs> crazy. But I, I think that a lot of people think it's true until they got to know me. For sure. And yeah. Know that, that takes I'm time. Not, well, a lot I'm of people normal. watch The Office and they're afraid that you're Toby. 
But I've never seen The Office, so I have no idea what that means. <laughs> you probably shouldn't. Okay. Maggie, what's something that, so you've talked about, you had some pretty good insight on, like, what it was going to be like. And, you know, I think because we put you through the ringer on some interviews, like, you kind of understood what your job was going to be like. Mm-hmm. What's something, it could be something very small or even a big part of your portion. Like, what's something that was, that's part of your day-to-day that you did not expect at all or that was surprising to you that's happened since you come on board? So, I knew that the accounting piece was going to be big. I didn't think it was going to be this big. That's a pretty big piece of it, like handling invoices, receipts, all of that. Um, As I got a hold of that, like kind of my first few months here, now it's getting more into the processes, the policies, Mm. um, SOPs, all that. That's the stuff that I love. I was about to say, it's more of the things that you enjoy. Yeah, and I think that's going to take up a lot more time because – yeah, we're all kind of flying by the seat of our pants still, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to implement those as they come. Like, right. okay, so we're all crazy right now. Let's put something in place so we're not crazy right now. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, I think it's going to be really fun when, you know, hopefully in the fall that we can actually have, like, a big team, like, get together like mm-hmm. we used to do before COVID. Like, those were always really fun, and you know, you talked about, like, bartenders not recognizing you. There's bartenders that I don't see because they work Saturday mornings mm-hmm. or, you know, because most of our bar staff is one or two shifts a week. If they're working a night shift or a Sunday shift or a week, whatever it is, like, I don't see those people either, too. So it's, yeah. like, those are always really fun to kind of catch up with everyone and just have everyone in the same room. Yeah. That hasn't happened in, you know, a year, year and a half. It's funny because Paul and I try to come here at least – a different time on certain Saturdays so mm. I can try to see everyone and I'll introduce myself when I that's come That's pretty up. cool. That's a good idea. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. If I see somebody that, like a bartender I either haven't met before or I've only seen like once or twice, I'll introduce myself again. Yeah, and you know names, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but Now, you and Paul uh, have been craft beer fanatics prior to working here. Oh, yeah. Right? So... Um, has that been interesting being so being such a fan of beer and then coming into the beer industry? Yes. <laughs> that was quick. In yes. what way? Um, I no, I enjoy like being here. I enjoy being present. Like, yeah, that's about it. It is weird. I mean, I'll admit this coming from from corporate where like, you know, it's put your work that put your head down to your work nine to five. Yeah. And it could be two thirty on a Tuesday and someone up here will be like, hey, I want to have a beer. Do you want one? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, well. Yeah, I'll have a beer while I'm wrapping up. Yeah. Right? I got two hours of work left. Uh, that is a weird dynamic that... Yes. It's a great perk, and I love it, but <laughs> I'm guessing also coming from HR, where you're putting the policy in place somewhere else, where it's like, you can't have alcohol at work. Right. Right? Yeah. But we're also responsible strange. adults, where we make sure we still get our work done, and we're not overindulging or anything like that. It's just, you. we came out with a new beer, and we want to try it today. Well, yeah. there's a culture thing there. Right. Yeah. Um, so the culture shift there or the piece of that is um, being able to entertain and or see and or be a part of what beer is as a mm-hmm. community versus a crutch. Right. Yes. And I, I, yeah. I've thought a lot about this. I, I think a lot about this all the time. I have four young children and who are going are going to be raised around and or see every day this idea or this life of beer being mm-hmm. a part of my everyday life. Yeah, you have two kids that have beers named after them. That's right. Right? That's right. Yeah. Um, and what's really cool is to be able to see that what beer is. Now, there are times, it's like anything, there are times where it is abused and it can be abused and it can be a problem. Um, ultimately, it's about having the right uh, people in place, the right mental stability and capacity to be able to understand the difference between um, spirits mm-hmm. or beer or whatever it is as a community mm-hmm. yeah. um, versus, like I said, as a crutch or, or something mm-hmm. that that is needed to function or, or a problem or an illness, right? And yeah. and I'm, I'm very cognizant of that. I, I sure. try to keep a, a close eye on that. Mm-hmm. I, I never want that to be a problem. Um, I also never want anybody to not have a job because it could be, right? right. So. Um, there's a really, really fine line. Uh, there's a tight piece there. For sure. But what's really cool is back to Tuesday at 2.30. Yeah. And, you know, we just released the new Blanc recipe. 
Yep. So we are we're, we all grab a pint. We're trying mm-hmm. it, and w- at first we're talking about how much we love it and it's great. But sometimes those conversations that we would have never gathered. That's it's, right. an imp- it's an impromptu meeting. Yeah, it's the sure. community part of craft beer, right? For sure. But it also exists inside mm-hmm. our office where mm-hmm. we sit down and we'll have a drink and something uh, really impactful for the company happens out of this impromptu 100%. sit-down conversation mm-hmm. that may, would have never happened if we were all just yeah. face down our laptops and then we just left. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Right? I think it's very collaborative up here. Yes. And especially when we're all able to be here. I can't hear anything from where I sit. So if I hear, like, a word, I'll chime in. But I think it is very collaborative. And I do like kind of going back to what you were saying about Paul and I being craft beer fans. I love going to other breweries or other facilities and talking about working here. It's one of my favorite things to do. I can be like, hey, have you been up there? Well, I'm, uh, one thing that I think is really cool that I'm really proud of, I didn't spurn this at all, this was all you, is you know, a few weeks after you had started, we were having our weekly meetings, and, and one of the things you said to me was, I'm, I'm, I joined this brewery, oh, HR, HR group, group mm-hmm. something, and you were, you were having meetings. <laughs> <laughs> you were having meetings with other HR directors and, and other things mm-hmm. and other breweries, and and that's something that um, I think is really cool is you're able to gain that perspective from others mm-hmm. within the industry, candidly, in a, in a space within our company that none of us either have experience in or want any experience mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Right? And they so, came up here. So I appreciate that. some of them that. hadn't yeah. been here, so they came up here to meet me. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I respect that. I appreciate that a lot. I think as somebody who is a fan of beer who then started a brewery. Um, I, I can obviously relate to you mm-hmm. as somebody who loves beer, now works here, still appreciates beer and everywhere else. Um, I, I can imagine there's a bit, I, I asked the question because, um, you know, for, and I think I've talked about this on air, maybe I haven't, but um, I spent uh, the early part of my career uh, in radio because I went to school for it and that was one of my majors. And, and so I thought for a long time I was going to be on radio or television. And then I got on radio and, and was a part of radio. And I, what happened was I lost my fandom. Mm-hmm. I no longer loved baseball during the time I was working in baseball because mm-hmm. it became my job. Yeah. Interesting. And so I lost, I remember that, that, that full season I was working for the Red Sox and I stopped caring about baseball because it felt like every time I watched baseball, all I was doing was working. So I was, I was curious to get your perspective on that. That's why I asked the question oh, yeah. of, of if that's impacted your love of beer no. negatively. It's, no, not at all. That's I think, an interesting question. I've yeah. never – that certainly didn't happen to me, but it's an interesting thought for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I actually enjoy – I really enjoy, like I was saying, going to other places and still trying things. Like we frequent – breweries and we've been doing that forever Mm -hmm. every time we go out of town we try to go to at least a couple of breweries just to see what the styles are what they're like what they specialize in how they taste like i will say it's not like a bad thing but i spend so much time dissecting various portions of my life now when i'm like on social media or, like, looking at a website or at a brewery mm-hmm. or, like, even just drinking a beer. It's, like, so many things that weren't crossing my mm-hmm. mind prior. Mm-hmm. Zooming in on pictures on social media yep. or, like, <laughs> you know, evaluating an entire tap list. I'm at a brewery or um, my mind is just, like, always spinning about stuff like that yeah. when it comes to beer now. Which, like, has its pros and cons, obviously. Sometimes it would be nice to just, like, walk into a bar and enjoy a beer and not really think about it. <laughs> yeah. But other times it's like, oh, I'm learning and... You know, these are. This is a good perspective to get, and it's always nice to kind of see what other people are doing as well. Yeah, yeah it's great. a it's a weird balance to find. It's something that that I've struggled with for three years, right? Um, which is not a long time. Yep. The thing I find myself being self conscious about is that like I really don't want to be the beer nerd to my like non craft beer friends. Right. Like I don't want to be the dude that's like evaluating a beer in front of all my friends that are mm-hmm. like drinking Bud Light or whatever. So I try and like hold that back and but I, I will answer questions if they ask them but um 
yeah, I do find that to be a little weird as well. Right? I don't want to be like the beer dude. Yeah. The like the I, I take that back. I enjoy being the beer dude. I don't want to be the like pretentious beer dude. That's right. There's a huge difference. Because right? I know I'm not that person. Um, but it can come it can come off that way if like I'm just out of the blue like all oh, this beer stings or Yeah, or I, like I think this is a much deeper conversation than what Saunders Stories is supposed to be, but mm-hmm. like I think about identity a lot, right? Yeah. Like my identity is not wrapped up in what this brewery is. Oh, absolutely. Or or my uh None my, of us are defined by our jobs. Right, but but there's this weird balance of, of when you're around. Certainly not people you're super close to, but when you're around people occasionally who yeah, know yeah. that's your profession, they want they want your opinion or they want to it's know about it. It's the tier twos and threes, right? That's right. Because like your, your tier one homies like know that you're not like... You're going to roll in and drink a high life and they don't, mm-hmm. nobody yeah. cares. Or like right. my, friend, my friends can like ask me about a beer or like... Uh, like my friend Justin that I, not you, Lucina, that I like drink beer with often, he'll, he catches up on things now. So like he knows that like if I try a beer and then don't end up ordering a full pour of that beer, he knows not to get that beer. That's like right. He's like picked up on things like yeah, that now. Sure. Um, and he'll ask me about beer and stuff like that. The acquaintances are like... The, like, distant family or whatever, like, mm-hmm. those are the type of people where, dude, I'm not going to talk about beer unless you ask me about That's it. Right. Right. That's I was right. At a, uh, I was at a wedding this weekend. and uh, Your brother's wedding. Yeah, it was my brother's wedding. And I was drinking Miller Lite. Yep. And my uncle, who is a uh, blue-collar, shot-in-a-beer guy, looks at me. I'm walking from the bar. I've got double-fisting two Miller Lights. Love and, he, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, I wish I had a picture of this. And I was like, Why? You've seen me have two beers in my hand before. He goes, yeah. "It's not Sonder beer." And I was like, "Yeah." yeah. And, and those those are the See, one, that's that's exactly those right. are the things. Yeah. that's like, yeah, uh, you yeah. don't know me, man. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I have kickball tonight. Guess what I'm going to do after kickball? I'm going to go order a bucket of Bud Lights at MLTs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's that's the only, o- it's by the, the way, that's okay. It's the only time I drink like, Bud Light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I still okay. had two cases of PBR in my refrigerator from Thursday. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's Danny's beer. He's the perfect amount of cool for that. Yeah, I'll take those yeah. off your hand. Oh no, I'm going to drink them. <laughs> Just come join me. I can do that as well. Yeah. Join me in the drink. Yeah. And, and, and listen, make no mistake about it, right? Like, I love Voss as much as any beer we've ever made, and if it's available, I'll drink it. Oh, but yeah. I'm not the guy that Voss isn't on tap. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the exact right? opposite. Actually, I will roll with a Miller. Right, I have, I have no problem with yeah, that. Right, I will right? have a great time. Yeah. Um, we certainly believe it can be on tap everywhere, and it can be Cincinnati's light beer, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I, but I'm, I don't take myself that seriously. Yeah. That I, that I have to drink Sonder beer only forever, and if yeah. not, it's a problem, right? Yeah. Like, I've definitely the, the most awkward thing for me is when um, I roll into a brewery and I'm with friends, but then I run into other people. They're like, oh, how come you're at the competition? I'm like, yeah. Dude, this goes back to what this goes back to I Wayne's conversation. Where it's like, yeah, I was like, dude, you don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Wayne said it so beautifully. Go back and listen to that podcast. Yeah. When we talked about the competition in Cincinnati, Wayne yeah. Wayne nailed that. It yeah. was it was beautiful. That was went. perfect. Yeah. yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah. yeah. In a nutshell, there's there's plenty of beer in this city for people. Yes, um, plenty of good beer. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, we're not struggling. So like. I can have a Miller Lite life and sleep at night. That's right. That's right. And, and oh, by the way, there's there's plenty of people who just want to drink beer that's mm-hmm. good that they trust, right? For sure. Um, and I think that I think that matters. Um, I think that means something. Boy, I don't know how we got here from a, a question that we asked you, Maggie. But I that that was a good that was a good conversation. I, I feel like it got that. weird for a second. So sorry. About no, that. I think it all, I think it all wrapped <laughs> no, up because you're, you're asking. Was about it weird while I was doing a seltzer run? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did the weird stuff while you were gone. Yeah. God, damn it. <laughs> I'm always away for the weird stuff. <laughs> but no, I think it was you good because you're asking you're asking about Maggie and Paul and their love for craft That's beer right. and if yeah. like it diminished once they came once she came on board at Sonder. Yeah. And I've, if, I've never even entertained that idea, but it makes a lot of sense when you say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh what's weird for me or what's interesting for me from my perspective, you know, because I'm the one that brought up the sports analogy, is I think uh for me, before we opened the brewery, it was it would have been weird for me. Um to not have craft beer because I was like the craft boy fanboy geeky. I'll actually take it a step further. I appreciate craft beer way more now. For sure. Mm-hmm. I understand the process. I know way more about the styles of beer. Um, I mean, I'm still drinking, you know, Coors Banquets from time to time, but like I'm really appreciating some of the like traditional German style beers and 
like my well-roundedness of like what goes into a beer and the appreciation of like I, I I knew this before I got into craft beer. The understanding of like you don't snap your fingers and beer is just ready. It's a living, breathing thing. It takes you know three to four weeks to make one. Not every batch is the same. Like they can be very consistent, but like it takes effort and skill to do that. You know, like the understanding of what goes into a beer from start to finish is something that I've really enjoyed. Yeah, I would agree with that. So Paul and I were like both strictly IPA people for the longest time. You're both definitely from Cincinnati. Yes. And it actually, it took me a long time to get into IPAs. I hated them. I liked brown ales for the, I think the first couple years that I was drinking craft beer, I liked brown Do you have a favorite brown ale? Back then it was Turbo Dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, But then... Do you like Birdwatcher? I... Do in a sense, I like completely got out of. I was going to say, are you away from brown ales? Yeah, like completely out. But since I started working here and started trying more, how awkward would it have been on the podcast? She would have been like, like, "Fuck Birdwatcher." No, I don't. (laughs) I don't. I love Birdwatcher, but I hate Jeff Parker. (laughs) (laughs) What's Birdwatcher? I've never heard of it. We should make one though. We should make a brown ale. (laughs) Birdwatcher and jazz. But every time we go out now, since I've been working here, because I started trying other beers, Paul also wants to try other beers. So when we were in Asheville in November, he made it a point that every brewery we went to, he was going to try at least one beer that wasn't an IPA. Nice. Ooh, okay. So one of us would get like a brown or it was, they had Christmas sales out then or a stout or something. And now both of us, we will go out and get stouts. That's awesome. And that was never like one of our beers that we would go to i've definitely broadened my horizons as well i think mm-hmm. it was so easy to be an ipa fan yes. in cincinnati because they're so readily available mm-hmm. each brewery has two or three in package um and they dominate a lot of the like tap list in the in town especially at restaurants mm-hmm. um we were having that conversation yesterday jen chad and i about you know the there's not a whole lot of diversity of beer styles on tap list in Cincinnati for the most part. You go there, it's like they have their three macro beers, they have their four local IPAs, and then maybe they have like one or two specialty beers, you know? So yeah. it's, it's easy to be an IPA fan in Cincinnati because they sell and they're available, right? But, you know, being here, seeing our one-off wheat beers or like our lagers and stuff like that, like the appreciation for those has been really fun. And yeah. I'm the type of person now where like I always start with a light beer when I try a new brewery. I was like, what's your lightest option? I'll give that a try and then go, and then go from there. So I haven't fact checked this, which means I probably shouldn't say it on air. You know, I love this. Um, but you know, in the spirit, Danny, you always talk about our our listeners getting first like dibs at listening to things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told today by somebody uh, in our front of house team that uh, in the last six days, Blanc has outsold you. Betcha. Tim sold that. Tim said that to me too. Um, it actually spurred it because we were talking about. I asked him. Well, because I was trying to gather some, like, word-of-mouth info for our sales and marketing meeting tomorrow about how Blanc is going, you know. And he said, you know, the feedback's been great. Everything I've seen online has been great. Um, and he said the same thing to me. He's like, I think it's outsold, you betcha. All of the actual beer feedback that I've seen has been great, right? Because, like, an initial sale is awesome, you know. But, like, does that consumer come back? Whether that's a six-pack, like, do they get another pint here in the tap room? Etc. That's more of the like info that I'm curious to like eventually see. We don't have it yet. Obviously, we have some initial numbers, but shameless plug. If you haven't had the new Blanc, it is uh, in, and or haven't listened to last week's episode or mm-hmm. last episode. First of all, listen to that episode because yeah. it's, it's pretty impactful. It to was our really good. It was really good. It's impactful yeah. to our company. It was one of the more like informational podcasts that we've done in a long time, but I think it was worthy of it. And, I, and it was still sure. it was still mm-hmm. very intriguing. For sure. It wasn't, like, boring. Yeah. It definitely was, you know, we went over why the recipe changed and why the refresh and stuff like that, but I thought it was really good. I, I always enjoy having Chase and Jen on the podcast. I feel like they're just, you know, incredibly good at what they do. My dad's, like, favorite podcast guest is Jen. He, he feels that's like... awesome. Yeah, I he, feel hurt, but that's awesome. <laughs> well, I said guest, so... That's fair. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> I learned a lot on it. I liked it. Yeah. Jen, on that podcast? Mm-hmm. He enjoys, like, what she brings to the table, and, you know, uh, he feels like, you know, she always brings a unique perspective, which is really cool. And I feel the same way. I'm not going to lie. I'm not normally a Blanc fan, and I bought two six-packs when I was here last week, and I had one, and I loved it. 
and I had some friends over over the weekend, and I have a ton of Sonder beer, and I was like, I'll just take whatever you want, and two of them both went for that, and I cringed a little bit, because like, like I don't wanna, drink that. I want to drink that. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. There's been a lot of backhanded compliments on Untapped about Blanc, where it's like, oh, I don't like wheats, but this is really good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite, yeah. Don't love Belgian wit beers, but I gave this one a shot, and I, I liked like it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it, just say you like it. You yeah. need, like, I didn't need the first part. Like, just... <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I have told anyone that will listen that the, the most consumed beer that I ever had while we lived in Chicago was Allagash White. Mm-hmm. And this is giving me so many, like, all the feels moments when I drink our new Blanc because it feels like... I used to, like, it's so... It's actually our most dangerous beer for me right now. It's so good. Because it's the one that makes me want to keep drinking it. Mm -hmm. I think it's because of the subtle spice and that citrus note. Like, it's it's one of those where, like, you take a sip and put it down, and then you go to pick it up again way faster than you would for, like, an IPA or even a lager. um, I've talked a a little bit on here about how I love to cook with beer, and, and a couple of days ago I made... Um, sausage. I made a, a mar- I marinated the sausage in Blanc, our new Blanc, Ooh. and then actually cooked it uh, with fruit peel and did some other stuff. And it was that sounds really good. I mean, it was it was really really good. It was awesome. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. Chad, Chad, what's your dinner. yeah? Where was what's the that? invite? What's that? Said we didn't get invited for dinner. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, it it cost me a lot just to feed my gaggle of children. <laughs> oh yes, so. you do have a you have a brood. <laughs> Chad, what's your perspective uh, from what's happening in in the market outside of the tap room with the new Blanc? Uh, I mean, looking at numbers, like <clears throat> you betcha is always a huge front runner for us. Uh, but you know, so far, Blanc is keeping up with you betcha. Um, we're seeing a lot of reorders for it. I think a lot of it has to do with with the new recipe and the push we've done. It's also the first beer that we've released in our, our rebrand. And, the, and that new label is so beautiful, and it's eye-catching, and people are just going to gravitate to it because the can is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the feedback that I've, that I've heard from the team is when they're, when they're, when they're tasting with an on-prem, uh, they love it. That's on-premise. Uh, Sorry. That's Chad speaking. <laughs> that was, that uh, was that's sales I, I probably got too inside baseball there. With <laughs> On-premise just means a place that serves draft beer. We got to do our quick hitter Maggie questions. Yep. Oh, uh, all right. So I'm ready for it. You ready? Yeah. Uh, favorite Sonder beer. Go. Ever? Yep. You know this. It's Concord. Frosted. <laughs> I love that you're dying on that sword. I do too. <laughs> I do too. 100% dying on that sword. Can I tell a quick backstory about it? Of course. Yes, please. So I actually came to one of the soft openings of Sonder because I know one of the investors, and I think you guys only had, what, like four or five on tap had, at that we time? We had six. I was going to say, I think yeah. it was six. Because we had five beers in our in our cider, Scarlet. Yeah. Yes. I had not had a Sonder beer until Concord, and I was at um, Brew River down at their other location, their brick and mortar. Okay. My friend ordered it for me, knowing how much I love grapes, mm. and Absolutely got there. Loved it. loved it. Came here the next day. Nice. Just to get it. And then I came here the next weekend <laughs> to get it to meet another friend who loved. That's, awesome. um, that's when Orange Julius was also on because mm-hmm. she loves Orange Julius and the mango. Mm-hmm. And we just sat here and drank all day because I was pumped that I could just drink that. That's awesome. We were doing a couple noise. mocha lattes on Thursday, right? I was. Yeah. I started with mocha latte. I mean, it was yeah. coffee. Right. Uh, I can officially say, officially, officially. Mocha latte is my favorite frosted. It's so good. Is it really? It's aging so well. It's my favorite frosted. I still have two right now, and I don't want to give them up to anybody. It is. Mm. It is unreal. Good. (laughs) It's unreal good. Um, Okay. Um, You are a fellow Friends lover, so I'm not going to ask anything about TV shows because I know your answer would be Friends. Um, I, I watch other TV. Yeah, but, but your favorite. Yeah, show but your is favorite friends. is Friends. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, we quickly bonded over this. Yes. Um, if you were on a desert island and you could only get two Sonder beers for the rest of your life, okay. Um, two beers, but they have to be Sonder, right? Okay. For the yep. for the sake of this, um, what would they be? Midwest Haze. Okay. And. Probably a Buckeye Stout. Oh, wow. Keep, keep me okay. warm at night. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I respect that answer. Uh, for the sake of this discussion, since we haven't had it on air, uh, do either of you two have answers to this? 
Um, mine is probably it's definitely Rally Cap, and then like I'm I'm thinking maybe Record Hot Volume Three. Ooh, volume Three is my favorite. Man, I love too. I love the Midwest Haze answer. Yeah, because I'm thinking in my head like I need an absolute crusher, which is Rally Cap, and then I'm trying to think of like Midwest is my answer. I, I can't do I, like I can't do like macadamia. I, I don't I can't do anything that would like. <laughs> Ruin. You don't want to die on the desert island. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have too many like macadamia family traditions, and then like go out to sea. I'm just trying to think of something that's like a little heavier, but like not like huge. He would definitely be talking to a Wilson. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd go crazy pretty quick. You'd be knocking teeth out. Yeah. I mean, I did 14 days by myself when I came back from New York City, and yeah. that was uh, that was tough. That was, a, that was a tough two weeks. And you were even able to talk to people. I, I held chat at my front door for about 30 minutes because he was the first person I talked to in like eight days. I didn't know that. He delivered, home, he home delivery. He did, he delivered beer to me, and That's he was awesome. the first person I talked to in like eight days. <laughs> I was like, Chad, I need beer. Are you going to be by Oakley today? <laughs> Mine would be Voss and Mella, I think. Okay, yeah. I Actually, Mella is a really good one because it, it's sessionable, but yeah. like – Definitely some like nuance to it, and there's fruit in there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Healthy. Where is uh? Where is the desert island? Is it a tropical? It's hot. Okay, it's a hot desert island. Yeah, it's, it's gotta hot. be. Yeah, that's yeah, hot. Then it's Voss and Seltzer. Mm. I oh, man, semantics. I know. Okay, yeah. good answer. Good answer. If it, it gets w- cold at night, that's why I picked this out. Well. <laughs> If it was a cold desert, how do you know it gets cold? If it was a cold mm-hmm. desert, we haven't even we haven't delineated what the country is. I'm gonna so have a rally cap. I'm cold coat, at night, no matter what. So it doesn't matter. If I'm in a desert island by myself, I'm gonna have a rally cap coat going every night. Yeah. Anyway, so mine. Uh, if it was cold, it'd be Voss and Base Family Tradition. Mm, Get yeah, one, Base Willet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Max. So uh, you get one movie the rest of your life to watch. What is it? Or favorite movie? However, you want to answer this. Oh God! If I'm watching it the rest of my life, it's Mean Girls. Oh, Oof. great choice. Oof. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> What's your favorite? Is that your favorite? It's, it's the same answer? It's one of my favorites. Those okay. are two different questions. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. I think my favorite is Pretty Woman. Oh, okay. Do you yeah. know I've never seen that movie ever in my life? Should I add it to the list? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because my answer yes. for those who are wildly different, my favorite movie of all time is Miracle. Kay. But if I have to watch Ooh. a movie for the rest of my life, it's the first Pitch Perfect. Just the most Ooh. elite movie all right. of all time. That was going to be my other choice. It's so it's so <laughs> funny slash entertaining. Like I just I love it so much. Okay. All right, Chad. Do you have an answer for this, or you want to pass? Um, Major League. Major League is, is so one good. movie for the rest of your life. Not yeah. favorite. Okay. Yeah, favorite movie is uh, probably Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting's fine as yeah. well. Major uh, League is this. an elite movie. But I, if I was going to watch one movie. Over and over again, it'd probably be major. <laughs> that movie doesn't get old. That's probably a top five like yeah. repeater for me. Yeah. One movie over and over. Or Caddyshack. Yeah, that's a good choice as well. I'm either Wedding Crashers. Yep, good one as well. Tommy Boy or Big Daddy. See, I'm not much of it. Like Tommy Boy and Big Daddy are really good, but I, I don't resonate with those as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is a great one. All right, but uh, I won't ask you a music question. We'll just hit the last segment. All right, Maggie, so you know the drill. You've been on the podcast before, yep. and we've talked about it. Yep. Uh, given that you are the guest, you can give us two. Okay. So you can give us an any, all-timer. In any way you want to do it, all-timer or what you're currently listening to. Okay. Two songs. Are you ready and want to go? Or I am do you ready. Want... I was prepared right. this time. All right, let's do last it. Last time I wasn't prepared, and then I. It was also the anniversary party, and we. And nobody was group. prepared for anything. Well, and we were the last group. To I go. know. <laughs> After we all worked on the bar together. Yeah, yeah the beers were flowing. Yeah, I'm like idiots. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I am going to an emo night tonight, an emo okay. punk rock night. God, I'm Ooh, so nice. So I have been listening to emo music for the past couple of days. I'm going to the next one for sure. You have to go. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with one of my all-time favorites, which is Hawthorne Heights, Ohio's for Lovers. Yes. Love that song. Yes. That's a good song. Yeah. I was a very good singing song. it on my way up here this morning, 
And I was told Danielle, who I'm going with tonight, I was like, my voice is going to be shot by I, by the time I get there tonight. It's going to be terrible because they just scream. <laughs> um, I may be wearing my Hawthorne Heights shirt because I found it yesterday. You, you found the shirt? I found or my, you, you've, you have owned it and found it? In I have collection. owned it and found it. Wait, did you say Ohio is for lovers? Yes. Okay. Do you know that song, Danny? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Great. Very um, familiar with Hawthorne Heights. Hold on. Can we just get some clarity here? You yeah. found the shirt like randomly forever in the world and then you no, kept it? I or owned you it. owned it and I found it. I owned it, it already from, from when I went and saw them. And Casey, who's actually from Ohio, he signed it. Okay. So oh, that's, why that's I cool. Kept it. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't mm-hmm. know that's the lineage there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I'll, my second song. So I've been listening to my Justin Timberlake Spotify Ooh. a lot. Okay. It's warmer. I feel like JT is a good route to go. And I heard a song the other day, please don't laugh at me, that I thought was really good. It was, like, catchy. It's called Don't Slack. Okay. It's from Trolls World Tour. <laughs> Stop it. Who's the artist? Justin Timberlake. Oh, okay. All it's right. It's him and some okay. Anderson something. So I want to go with a, a guy who grew up locally here at King's and then went out to California to, to pursue a rap career. His name is Cal Scrooby. And uh, the song that I've been listening to from him is uh, Kobe with the Fro. Okay. This yeah. is an old school one for you. Yeah, it is. You introduced me to this like a year ago. Yeah. and Old uh, school is relative. Yeah. Right. But it's really funny. His mom used to teach with my wife, like, elementary school. And he is a rapper and has explicit lyrics. <laughs> one, one day, uh, <laughs> a student showed up, like a fourth grade student showed up wearing one of his shirts just to class with uh, his mom as the teacher. And she was like, you need to take this shirt off right now. Like, this music is not appropriate for you to be listening oh, to. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> and it was it was her son. Was the, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Danielson, you want me to go or you got it? I can go. Uh, Chase's sister, Brooke, challenged us to put some uh, more female artists on the uh, uh, playlist. So I'm going to go with an old school, uh, my f- one of my top five favorite punk bands of all time uh paramore misery okay. business one of the best songs of all time which so, what paramore? was the song misery business by okay. paramore i yeah. think it's their number one song or it has to at least be top three or five okay definitely the one that like i think of when i think of paramore but it's my favorite song of theirs it's great so i wasn't prepared to do this on the podcast but uh earlier in our discussion i just went ahead and i'm gonna roll with it um the new space jam trailer mm-hmm. uh has uh really sparked my um childhood love for the movie space jam so the song that it what i mean we lit i watched it with the kids watched the new space jam with the kids doesn't it come out like next friday no it's in june oh i thought it was sooner than oh during finals and during the nba finals oh that's smart i think i think it's it's in june i believe that's a good call so anyway, so it's on monsters. HBO Max, and mm-hmm. so I watched it with the kids. Did you say you're going to root for the monsters? Just kidding. <laughs> What's wrong with you? So, so I watched it with the kids, and it just reinvigorated uh, my love for that soundtrack. There are so many bangers on that soundtrack. Yeah, and it. I told you guys before we started recording, it was the first CD I ever saved up my own money to buy on my own. That's awesome. And the song that I keep listening to is Space Jam by Quad City DJs. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I mean, I can't, I mean, it's literally on repeat. I mean, when we used to go to Cavs games, when I lived in Cleveland, like, they'd play that all the time. Yeah. Everyone gets so excited. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't listen to that and not do a little, you know, Danny Harold wedding dance. A, a 10 drink Danny, like That's a little right. shimmy. Like yeah. a little shimmy. Like, <laughs> come on. Right. <laughs> I, saw a, uh, I saw a meme that said Space Jam 3 should be Tom Brady. Oh, and they take away his rings, and he's got to <laughs> put together a team to go play the Monstars in football to, like, I could get behind that. I would. I would watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate that. Yeah. I and they keep that, his rings. I, I honestly, uh, honestly, I hate that it hasn't happened. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Right. <laughs> Who would be on Tom Brady's uh, squad? Yeah. No. No. Who is like on the Monstars? Right. Right. That's right. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Good question. Yeah. It's probably like Peyton Manning and like. Everybody that he beat in the Super Bowls. I love it. Yeah. Is, it, is it Eli Manning, maybe? I don't know. It's just you can't have a bunch of quarterbacks. Right. Yes. It's just Patrick Patrick Mahomes is definitely on the Monstars. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good question. Is it, like, current day guys or, like... I feel like it should be somebody from every team that he has... Yes. Who who are the current... Who are deflated. the, like, NBA players on... Um, like the Monsters and Space Jam too. Dame, uh, Lil- Dame Lillard, I Dame saw Lillard, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, I believe. So it is like the current guys. Yeah. yeah. I okay. So. 
Yeah. So they would probably have to make it like Patrick Mahomes and like Michael Thomas and Saquon Barkley. Yes. I wish Larry Bird was on it. That Bird Brain <laughs> commercial Johnson. that they've been showing on repeat during the March Madness. That would be like an over-the-head reference for every <laughs> yes. single kid that's watching the movie. Also, I realize how old I sound when I just said during the March Madness. <laughs> I realize. Yeah, you can't start adding the, the thing. That's, that's an old person thing. I understand. <laughs> it's like adding S's to everything. Yep, that's a bad look. Can't do either one. That's, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, do all we right. all have booze in our drinks here? Here we go. I'll start playing Maggie's song. I just read so we're good. Yes. This is which I one is this? Yes. Oh, this is lovers. Lovers. It's getting me prepped for I love this song. It's so whiny. Hold Maybe on. this isn't the song I thought it it's was. It's not that whiny. Oh yeah. I not know. Not that whiny. I missed the very beginning. <laughs> there's no, whinier. No. Oh, there's way whinier. No, I know this. I know this. Yeah. I thought this is what I this I is what that. I thought it was. Yeah. But I missed I didn't catch the very beginning. The like being this resonate yeah. with you. I feel you. Sometimes it takes like the artist singing for me to like remember. It starts to get relatively like screamy, earlier. right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like earlier when I asked you who it was, I was listening to the starting. What was line. the other one? The starting the line. The starting line. Chad, do you know the starting line? I do not. You might know the song. That's what happened. to That's me. That's what happened to me as well. Yeah. yeah. All right, y'all. That was fun. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Right. Thanks, cheers. Maggie. We don't have clicky sounds, but. <laughs>